Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How I Teach with the Language Arts Lady. You have happened upon episode number 16, which is How I Teach One Favorite Essay Slash Report for Elementary Students. So um, let's do some housekeeping and get that out of the way. I'm Donna Reish, your host and teacher, and I'm excited to teach you uh, the many methods and protocols and tricks that I have accumulated over the last 20 years of writing over um, 100 books and 50,000 pages for students in grades second through 12th um, in the areas of writing, language arts, grammar, spelling, and so forth. So today's episode, I'm going to first of all take you to your teacher's notebook. So um, hopefully that's what you're share, seeing on your screen right now. And your teacher's notebook is a weekly free notebook that you can print off and has excerpts from the lesson. In this case, it has the entire lesson. Sometimes for the younger kids, I put the entire lesson in and it just depends on how long it is and how much uh, time I think that I will spend on the different aspects of it. But this time we have the whole thing and it is from one of my monthly, a uh, one month downloadable books called Write for a Month Dumbo Level 2, which is fourth and fifth grade level. You can use it with younger kids, you can use it with older kids. Of course, I will tell you about that as we go along. So you have access to this great teacher's notebook. You have two ways to consume. That is with audio in iTunes and Podbean and different uh, podcast providers. And in that case, you would listen and you want to print off your teacher's notebook and have it in front of you. You also have the option of watching it on YouTube or at my blog um, website, languageartsladyblog.com. And in that case, you would have the PowerPoint, which is the teacher's notebook in PowerPoint form. Um, but to utilize it as a lesson for your kids, you want to be sure that you print off the teacher's notebook. So here is kind of a quick overview of the whole teacher's notebook. So you can see the entire lesson there. And then in the back, you can see I have some back matter telling you other free um, products that are related to this that might help you in your teaching. And then some uh, things that you can purchase, some other digital downloadable books. Um, so they're all downloadable. Everything that I have now is downloadable, including my whole semester um, faith-based meaningful compositions. Alrighty, so without further ado, I am going to go to the PowerPoint and get us started. So this particular, in the beginning, there we go. So this particular lesson, as I said, came from Dumbo 2, which I have 40, um, right for a month, one month downloadable books that you can print off and use for homeschooling, for your classroom in a public or any kind of brick and mortar school and also for co-ops. And um, this particular one came from, as I said, Dumbo level two, that's fourth and fifth grade. And you'll notice that it says one paragraph favorite essay slash report for elementary students. So I'm gonna elaborate on that just a little bit and tell you the beauty of this particular project. And you can definitely use this lesson from your teacher's notebook for any type of favorite that you want. Now, one of the, the very first episode that I did was actually in episode one was writing the three favorites essay, and that was three favorite characters from Peter Pan, and that was a higher level. That was the junior high, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade level. 
and I, I always tell how you can use it for earlier grades or later grades, um, but it was an essay in that they chose their three favorites and they wrote about those three favorites. And I talked in that episode about why three favorites is one of the very best essays to start with with students or even a one favorite for one paragraph. And this project here is actually, as I said, essay slash report. And you'll see why as we go through here, because we are actually going to uh, teach them how to get information. So in an essay scenario, they might write my three favorites of something, right? So my three favorite um, board games, my three favorite Christmas songs, my three favorite games, my three favorite snack foods, whatever. And it's, it's, they could also do one, they could also do two, right? And it's extremely easy to start with because we're not asking them to find any additional information. And we are also letting them draw on their own experience. And so it's just an ideal essay. If you have no idea what to do, print off the first one or this one and simply have them do your first favorite or your three favorites or whatever in anything using these teacher's notebook pages. Um, and so now when we start talking about moving elementary students out of something like my one favorite Christmas present that I received or my favorite Christmas tradition. And I have a whole, I have five books in the Christmas series that will be coming out this uh, fall at Teachers Pay Teachers, as well as Language Arts Lady Store. And um, you think about my one favorite Christmas decoration, my one favorite tradition, my one favorite holiday, my one favorite um, season, whatever. And they're just putting in all of their own information or even up to three paragraphs for older kids, three favorites. Right. So moving little kids, second, third, fourth, fifth, I call them littles, right? Moving them from this essay where everything's from their brain, as they like to say, I would just want to write from my brain, right? Um, so where everything's from their brain and moving them into, you know what, we're going to teach you how to get information from someplace. Now, you will see many of my books say write from a given source, write from a given source. And in those projects, I am giving them the passage to write from. And that is a super way to teach outlining, to, to observe their outlining, to see how they're doing. Are they really getting the most important words? Are they really getting the keywords? Are they leaving out the, you know, some of the pronouns and the articles, noun markers, possessives, things that maybe aren't as important? And are they really using the nouns, the verbs? Are they really using the vital information for outlining? From a given source is the best way to do that. And um, that was, I don't know, there are a lot of episodes, <laughs> but I did teach about that earlier um, in uh, sentence by sentence outlining from a given source about Pinocchio. So, but here we're saying, okay, you are going to choose a topic that you're kind of familiar with, but you're going to find information about it someplace else. So you're kind of merging the two. And that's why I say essay slash report. So they're going to move from my favorite concession to a favorite concession at a circus, down bow, right? My favorite concession at a circus. Um, they're gonna move from that to a favorite concession and then they're gonna get information, right? And it's kind of that, that bridge between the essay and the report. So I'm gonna give you some tips for bridging the gap there um, as we go through this lesson. So this is the overview, it's uh, two screens, but it's one page in your teacher's notebook and it's one page in the student's book as well. This is a student's book, by the way. The teacher's notebook is a student's book from Dumbo to 
Project 4. All right, so I'm looking at Project 4 original informative report for those of you who are following along um, auditorially with your uh, teacher's notebook. And this overview is how I give them my expectation explanations. So I'm not going to explain that in every single one except to tell them to tell you that we have to tell our students what is expected. All right, we have to give them our expectation explanations. We have to explain to them what is expected of them. We want that in our lives and we want and they want that in their lives and we want that for them because we don't want them to be frustrated. All right, so here we have all the expectations and your expectation explanations can be as elaborate as an overview box such as this or as simple as, you know, just three or four lines on a, on a chalkboard telling them what is expected. Um, I like this overview box because they can come back to it. We work with it, especially with the elementary students. So I'm going to tell you exactly how I would take them through this. So I'd say, everybody, go to your Roman numeral one topic of report. Put your finger on it. Does everybody see that? Roman numeral one. All right, look what it says. One or two favorite concessions. And then I always give them ideas. Always, always, always. Or um, other, right? They don't have to choose one of those. They can choose one of those or they can choose two of those if they do two paragraphs. Um, and again, if you want to take this down to second and third grade, you have them choose one. If you want to, you know, do fourth and fifth, you can have them do two. And you can, of course, do the three paragraph essay if you want to use this with older kids, three favorite concessions at a surface. All right, so Roman numeral two, then we tell them what's expected. Basic students, and, and by this time, they are getting excited. With this topic report, they're highlighting what they might want. They're whispering, oh my word, they're so cute. It's summer, and I really miss all the excitement of a new project with my students. I cannot wait um, to teach again in the fall for that purpose. It's just so exciting. So then, Roman numeral two, we come here, and I say, guys, look at Roman numeral two. If you're a basic student, you're gonna do one paragraph. If you're an extension, you're gonna do two. And my kids always know what they are. They're basic and uh, I have complete language arts here a lot of times. So there might be basic and spelling extension and grammar. They might be basic and definitions and vocab but extension in writing. And they know what they are. We've already worked through that. So they know. So I'm like, okay guys, if you're basic circle one or highlight one paragraph. If you're extension highlight two. Can I do more? Can I do more? Yes, yes, yes. That's what they say, aren't they amazing? All right, then sentence for a paragraph. Everybody see Roman numeral three? Don't forget, I, I, I means three. Okay, basic, you're gonna do four to six sentences in your paragraph. Extensions, you're gonna do five to eight sentences in each of your paragraphs. So when you're researching, you're gonna need information for four to six sentences if you're basic and five to eight sentences for each concession that you write about. All right, then we go up to Roman numeral four, opening paragraph, no opening paragraph for this one. Uh, closing paragraph, no closing paragraph. They will write an opening sentence and they will write a closing sentence. We call their opening sentence thesis statement and we call the closing sentence a thesis statement reloaded. And you will see that in the checklist challenge. This project here is the entire project for you. So it has the whole checklist challenge with it too. Okay. Basic students will use one source, extension students will use two. Now, this is not really the beginning of merging. If you listen to me teach, um, let me see here, beginning research writing, uh, episode number four. Um, um, let me see if I get any other uh, research. Um, episode number four, okay. I think that's the only research that I've done so far. I need to do a research. Okay, so um, 
you will re might remember that I teach a lot about merging sources. This is not that. At this level, we're not asking them, go find three sources and get information from each of those. That's called merging sources, right? We want to teach all of the skills that are needed for whatever type of writing we're asking them to do in an incremental format. Okay, so that would not be, okay, you got, you're, you know, you're in third grade or fourth grade or whatever, and you're gonna do two paragraphs or, and you're going to get five sources. No, we're gonna start out doing it this way. Basic students, one source. You go to the Googles, you look up cotton candy and you get some information, right? It's, it's merging, it's bridging the gap between the essay and the research report without having too many expectations at one time when we're learning a new skill. Okay, extension students, you can get two different sources. Why don't you get one source for your cotton candy and another source for your hot dogs? All right, so I'm just coaching them, right? I really like to think of myself as a writing coach um, when I'm working with my students. How can I teach them and encourage them and cheer them on um, at this all at the same time? Right, we have some additional skills. They're gonna learn some other things here. Uh, how to choose sources, how to color code their research, how to do the thesis, how to do the thesis reloaded. Again, we don't ask anything of students that we have not taught them how to do. I know, I sound like a broken record. It's really important to me. All right, here we go. Lesson A, reading and research. So the first thing we're going to do is read the sample reports. All right, I'm going to be a broken record. I'm just going to go to the sample reports and I'm going to tell you how amazing it is to have a sample with every single project and how important it is for students to have something to look at and get excited about and see where they're heading with theirs. All right, I won't go on and on about it. Okay, so here we have some samples. Let's go to the samples, A1, box A1, there we go. All right, so the A1 sample is one paragraph long and we would read about it. We would note that this one, we read it, we note that there's one, two, three, four, five, six, six or seven sentences. There is a thesis statement and, and thesis statement reloaded included in those seven or eight. And um, so when I'm teaching the thesis statement, thesis statement reloaded, we're gonna come back to this and we're gonna highlight cotton candy as many people's favorite concession at the circus. We're gonna draw an arrow to the margin. We're gonna write thesis. And then we're gonna highlight the button in a different color. The cotton candy maker turned the sugary treat into a cheap and delicious concession highlight arrow to the margin, thesis reloaded, boom, right? We're gonna learn from the sample. So we'll read the sample, cotton candy is many people's favorite concession at the circus. Cotton candy is made from sugar and air. Chefs used to melt sugar in a pan to create cotton candy. John C. Wharton and William J. Morrison invented the first cotton candy maker. They showed off their machine at the 1904 St. Louis World's Fair. The cotton candy maker turned the sugary treat into a cheap and delicious concession. All right, now what we're doing here then is we're showing them, do you already know about this? Do you already know that it's made from sugar and air? Do you already know how they made it? Do you already know who the first inventors of the cotton candy machine were? Do you already know when they showed their machine? No, and that's why this is going to be an essay slash report because you're gonna find information. Okay, then I'm gonna come down to this one, which is the two paragraph one. And I'm going to show them that in the first sentence, it says popcorn and peanuts are two of many people's favorite concessions at the circus. All right, and I'm going to tell them, what are you two paragraphs? 
I'm going to ask them, what are your two paragraphs going to be about? <gasps> Highlight popcorn with one color and write a one above it with your, with your first color. With your second color, highlight peanuts and put a two above it. Guess what? Paragraph one is going to be about popcorn. Paragraph two is going to be about peanut. Peanuts. Okay. And then I'm going to point out how look some of this, guys. South American tribes, New England in the early 1800s. Americans loved watching popcorn. 1885, Charles Creter invented the mobile steam-powered popper. And then the next one. Peanut grows naturally in South America, 1800s, US Civil War soldiers found peanuts delicious and fulfilling. Union soldiers brought it after the Civil War, late 1800s, P.T. Barnum decided to sell peanuts at a circus. Okay, guys, do you see all that information? You need to get good information from the Googles. I tell them from the Googles, all right? Or whatever, whatever source your teacher or parents want you to find it from. So maybe you have a circus book. Maybe you have a, a physical encyclopedia, okay? But you're gonna get information. All right, so let's go back to the lesson that they had to read this from, A1. Okay, then A2, they're going to choose their topics, okay? And that is the next assignment. You wanna choose a topic that you can find information about easily, okay? Something that you're interested in. Write your A3, write your topic on the line. For extension students, write your second topic, okay? Now, I mentioned on here before that my students never leave high school. When I even thought about that the other day, I would say they never leave their second or third year with me if they, if they leave for some reason and go to school or whatever it might be. They never leave after two or three years wondering where their paragraphs break fall, paragraph breaks fall. They never do. They always know. And paragraph breaks are actually some of the most difficult topics to teach, subjects, skills to teach, because kids do not inherently know when to start a new paragraph. I can remember as a middle schooler writing a science paper, and I just wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote and wrote. And I had no idea when to stop and when to start. That doesn't happen with students who use my books or students in my classes. And the reason is because of this very thing here. They choose each paragraph's topics ahead of time. And we start out with something that's easily dividable. So the three best, I think, dividable kind of topics for essays or moving into reports would be three favorites or a favorite or two favorites, right? Anything where they are saying, okay, one is this and the next one is this and the next one is this, boom, three paragraphs. Or two of these, each of them is a separate paragraph. It's so clear what is going into each of those paragraphs. Okay, then another really great dividable one is three animals. And I have a lot of animal papers in my second and third, that's level one, and fourth and fifth grade books coming up um, at Teachers Pay Teachers and Language Arts Lady Store. And the reason for that is because children tend to love animals. And secondly, again, easily divisible. Dog in one, cat in another. Lion in one, tiger in another, right? And then the third one is um, uh, people, right? Even if they have one person, because you can say this was childhood, this was high school, this was young adulthood, it's just easier to break up. 
right, breakup information, but definitely the two, one, two, or three of anything that when we're talking about breaking paragraphs, two of something or three of something that they are very interested in. Okay, and all children love animals and all children love sugary foods. Okay, all right, so choose one or two sources. Okay, and then there is a choosing friendly sources um, that helps them that you can teach from. I recommend that you go through this and highlight. Okay, first of all, highlight the word sidebars in number one. Okay, and maybe even have some sources there that you can show. Look how these sidebars are so helpful. Section headings. Highlight that. Number three, pictures, graphs, and drawings. Highlight that. Short chapters. Highlight that. Vocabulary words or other challenging words in bold font or italics. And, and just go through this for choosing user-friendly sources. This is also really good for teachers as they are pulling sources into the classroom. If you want to use books, really good for teachers to use this list to find the books to use in your classroom. Um, so then we're going to start something that is the the foundation of all research writing in all of my books. And I have some one semester books that are nothing but research based, I mean, of compositions. And then I have some, all the first semester books have a variety of writings in them in meaningful composition. So all of them have all different, all three basically research essays and stories. And you can go through all of the one month books and their table of contents, and you can see which ones are reports and which ones are stories, and which ones are essays. But this is foundational to all of my research uh, writing, and it starts right here. So they either need to photocopy some of the pages of their book, or they need to print off their source, you know, about cotton candy or about ice cream cones or, or about popcorn or peanuts or whatever it is, um, and print that off, okay? Then they take one color of highlighter, and all these instructions are here under A5. They take one color of highlighter, and uh, if they're doing two, they would write peanuts in the margin and highlight it with pink. And then they would go through and highlight anything that they think they might want to use. Okay, so their peanut paragraph is pink. They know that because they've written peanut in the margin of their source and they have caught, and then they're coloring anything that they think they might want to use. Now I encourage them at this point to highlight more information and then just choose when they're outlining what they want to include. So they just highlight anything. Yeah, I want this about the World's Fair. I want this about the, the peanuts in the Civil War. I want this about peanut butter. I want this about peanut Barnum and the first peanuts that were sold, whatever it might be. And they highlight any of that in pink. Now, if they're only doing one paragraph, they're done. Okay, they, uh, with, this, with this step. If they are doing two, this is where the color-coded research really comes into play. And I use this all the way up to my senior, juniors and seniors who just finished their 24 paragraph research report. They color code each section uh, and then they circle, put dashes, put slashes, underline um, whatever will go in each paragraph. Like I said, they never leave me without knowing what's in each paragraph. Okay, so then before these little guys here, we're gonna take the second color and the second source. And so it's gonna say pop, they're gonna write popcorn in the margin. They're gonna highlight that in blue. So their peanuts are in pink and their popcorn is in blue. And then they're gonna go through and highlight anything in blue that they think they might want. They have their two sources, they are color coded, everything pink 
goes in the first paragraph. Everything blue goes in the second paragraph. It is magic. It really, really is. All right, so let's move on to creating their outline. So they have cards for this. And usually in most of my research projects, they have cards so that they can cut them out. Um, and they can, they're portable in that way if they wish to do that. They don't have to, um, but my older kids often do. Um, sometimes my older kids will even just uh, put it uh, one page, make their own outline card on one full page of typed up on paper and print it off. And sometimes they bring those to class and share them. So if for kids who like lots and lots of space, but so they're going to create their outline and they are going to start with the first card and fill in information uh, on it from their source. Now, keep in mind, they have already done all of the tools and tricks books. Okay. And the tools and tricks and writing boxes, those are kind of our foundational, my foundational books that teach how to outline from a given source, how to do the checklist challenge, how to do sentence, how to do um, writing boxes. They've already done all of those. So taking notes is not a problem. This is not a new skill for them. Remember, I don't teach too many new skills all at once. Now, the difference is they found the peanut information themselves or they found the popcorn information themselves, but it is the same skill for the outlining part, right? It's just that before this, I have already given them sources and now they found their own, but it's okay because they found it and they highlighted it in pink and blue and they know what they're doing. All right, so they're gonna go to the first card and fill it in, in information from their pink highlights. And then they're gonna go to the second one and get information for their blue one, okay? And then I tell them again that a paragraph is a unit of thought and you can't do two concessions in one paragraph. All right, so put only information about your first one and the first one and the second one and the second one. And again, our pink and blue highlights help that happen. All right, and then this is what their card looks like. And if you're following along in your teacher's notebook, it's all one like that, okay? And it has where they write the topic of paragraph. This is again, one of the foundational skills, uh, foundational tasks to learning paragraph division. So I tell them, if you don't have peanuts written on that first paragraph and popcorn written on the second paragraph, I will not accept your outline, all right? And they scramble over and write it because they forgot it. And the next time they might forget it again. And then they stop forgetting it. All right, because this is where later on when they're doing that 24 page research paper um, about uh, something that's really heavy and long, they are um, going to need to know what each paragraph contains because that's when it gets tricky to divide, right? Okay, so then they take their notes on the sentence lines. What do they want from sen in sentence one, in sentence two, in sentence three? And they are of course getting that from their pink highlighted Google source, and then they're doing the same thing if they are an extension students with B, um, there's extension card. Okay, the samples are there, and I'm gonna come back to those in just a little bit. And I am going to have them write their report right now using their outline. Okay, and those are the steps under C1. And at this point, they can read through their notes, they can mark through anything they don't want, they can renumber them if they want them in a different order and they double space and they write and then they do the same thing for the second one. Now, they're gonna add a thesis statement and in the checklist challenge, they're also going to add a thesis statement reloaded. So um, uh, we'll go back to that in the checklist challenge. 
All right, so that now speaking of that, we're going to go to our checklist challenge. And again, how to do the checklist challenge uh, comes from the first semester of all meaningful composition books and the tools and tricks in Write for a Month. There are five tools and tricks books. All right, so after they do the checklist challenge, we're going to do their final. Okay, let's go to the checklist challenge quickly because I'm going to run out of time again. All right, so in the checklist challenge, and you can see that this goes with project four, one or two favorite concessions at the circus. And um, they have two, there's a code at the top, okay, that tells them uh, which boxes, what the boxes will say, and they decide whether they're basic or extension, um, whether everybody does one, and then the extensions do two, so they'll do all plus E. All right, so you'll notice there are two boxes, and all means everybody does that, that task one time. E means that if you are an extension student, you're going to do it another time. So it's one task per paragraph. All right. So they're going to do all the standard things that I taught in um, uh, episode nine. And then I'm getting ready to teach uh, again in 17 and 18 um, in a more extensive, longer checklist challenge. But they are going to do everything two times, once per paragraph of all the basic things. And they're going to code their boxes. Okay, and I teach that again in Tools and Tricks. All right, then they're going to put their title. Okay, and there are some title suggestions there. They're going to make sure they have a thesis statement that tells what the whole paper is about. And there's only one box, all, for the title, and one box, all, for the thesis statement. All right, so they're going to have a thesis statement that tells what the whole piece is about. So again, we're going to go back into the samples and we're going to find the thesis statements in the samples. Popcorn and peanuts are two uh, concessions that people enjoy. Okay, we're going to mark that and we're going to say that first sentence has to tell about both of them because your paper is about both of them. And then you dig right in and you just tack that first sentence onto that first paragraph if they're not doing a separate opening paragraph. And then they're going to do the thesis statement reloaded. Okay. And that is going to conclude their paper. And again, we're going to go to the samples and look at that. All right. There are a lot of checklist challenge items I'm going to teach in episodes six, 17 and 18. I'm going to spend two weeks on, the, on an extensive checklist challenge. Um, and you'll have a sample there to follow along with of one that's done. So that'll be really helpful. Okay. So that is a checklist challenge, and that is our project of essay slash research. So again, we're moving from the essay and what's in their brain. We're moving into research where they actually research it. It's something that they're interested in. It's something that's fun. It's something that's pretty easy to find information about. And they have really strong samples to use uh, for to model after. All right. Let's go to the back matter and let me give you some freebies. Here we go. Um, your entire uh, teacher's notebook sheets for all 16 episodes are at languageartsladyblog.com forward slash teacher's notebook. For this episode, you can find it at languageartsladyblog.com forward slash how I teach. And at that, you'll have thumbnails and then you go to each episode and it has the audio, the video, uh, some a summary of the episode and it has the teacher's notebook uh, for that episode. 
All right, here's some freebies. You can find essays for sure and some research in these freebies. Beauty and the Beast level one, Mowgli level two, Peter Pan three, and then there's how to complete the checklist challenge that is also available as a freebie. Now, all of those have me teaching your students. So that's got a video with me on, um, that would be uh, uh, face to camera, camera to face, however they say that, direct to camera, um, with me teaching your students from those books. All right, and then here are some digital products. These are downloadable products that are related to this episode. So um, that what weeks they are, what number they are, and so forth. Beauty and the Beast, Christmas Friends, Dumbo, Fairy Tales, Alice in Wonderland, uh, lots of essay products there. Oh, a bunch more too. <laughs> Fairy Tales, Mowgli, Peter Pan, Slinky Dog, and the Right for a Month Tools and Tricks. All right, and then here are the meaningful composition books that contain uh, similar products, projects as to this one. So that would be the twos through the fours plus the Jumpstart Remediation book. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of How I Teach. We have online um, tutoring. We have create a class where you create a class and online and uh, with your co-op or your family or your small group. And I can teach you writing there. Um, hire a teacher if you just need a teacher. Uh, if you're a homeschooler and you just need a teacher for one subject and you just wanna hire a private teacher, we do those as well and private tutoring. Thank you again for joining me.